Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, we got an update on LeBron James' knee. Doesn't sound great. <laughs> uh, Frank Vogel says Malik Monk is going to stay in the starting lineup after his impressive game against Atlanta. And Jerry West is talking again. We'll start with LeBron. Uh, apparently, according to Shams Karania, uh, LeBron is looking at potentially missing not just Wednesday's game, uh, tonight's game, by the time you guys are listening to this. Not only is he looking at missing that, he is listed as doubtful for tonight against the Portland Trailblazers, but they might be looking at a few games beyond that, which doesn't sound great. Again, so when we first heard about this injury, we heard soreness and that he was going to be sitting out almost more of like a precaution at the time was how we all took the news. Obviously, because of the way that the season went, my ears perked up because the scene has just the season has just been brutal when it comes to injuries. And then he sat out the second game of the back to back, which all right, I guess maybe a day wasn't enough to recover. Okay, this, you know, not to raise the red flags all the way or whatever. Then after that, though, we heard that there was swelling involved, and that was the moment right there where I said, oh, this might actually be a lot more serious, or not a lot potentially, but it certainly is more serious than just a sore knee. When you have swelling... Typically, it indicates that the body is trying to stabilize the area because of something that is going on there. And with that swelling, it, you know, would therefore mean that he tweaked something. And we never saw a play that he got hurt, right? We, well, there was no Solomon Hill moment. There was no, you know, clear tweak. Remember back with the groin where you saw his foot slip and you saw, oof, yeah, that's... That's a tweak that's probably not going to be great. Um, and, and you know, we saw with the, uh, with the core muscle that he strained earlier this year, you know, there was a, a charge that he took, and he just kind of like took a second to pick himself back up, uh, but was mostly able to stay in the game. But afterwards, you saw like, oh, he, he apparently did tweak it, and you could, again, look back at a play. Here, though, there is no real play that you could look back on. You know, you go back and you watch that game, and there is no moment that you see him kind of favoring his leg or, or anything like that. So for him to wake up and there to be swelling, and then for them to rush him back to L.A. to start treatment, that's another red flag that, again, I understand that you guys consider me chicken little more often than not, and that's fine. Uh, you know what? If anything, I'll be happy to be called little for a change. But in this case, though, when you hear, hey, soreness to swelling to rush back to, to start treatment to now doubtful two days later to now he might be missing a little more time than that. I'm just saying that the signs aren't pointing in a very positive direction here. And look, the Lakers already have a flawed data sample with which they're going to be making decisions come the trade deadline. And now it looks like they're they're probably still not going to have much math on their side 
uh, when it comes to what decisions they have to make in 10 days or so. Speaking of that deadline, uh, we had a fun conversation on Twitter Spaces yesterday. By the time you guys are listening to this, uh, I was on there. Aaron Larsoul was on there. Uh, we had a, a, a fun back and forth with um, one, one listener, and we tried to get another one on there, and his mic wasn't working. The other thing, too, is as I get more used to this, I'll start adding more uh, you know, live feedback from, from the audience. So I'm just trying to ease myself into this. I promise uh, if you guys are listening to those and wondering, hey, when are you going to start welcoming more people up? Uh, that's going to be something that I, that I do really start working on here soon. All that said, one of the topics that we discussed on Spaces, which is available on this podcast feed, was does LeBron's latest injury affect the way that the Lakers should approach the trade deadline? And the conclusion that I have reached here, look, you're already pot committed. You're already going to be screwed whenever LeBron uh, either retires or leaves the Lakers. You are going to be heading into a rebuild anyway. And yeah, that 2027 first would be nice, but it's going to suck regardless. So, and you've already come this far. If you think that LeBron might be able to play again this year, uh, then I think the Lakers have to be even less risk averse than they were before we got this news. You have to make basketball as easy as possible on LeBron because he clearly can't hold up to the kind of burden that the Lakers asked of him this year and have asked of him since he arrived, right? He came and he played with the kids and it looked pretty good there for a while. Then he tweaks that, that, that groin misses a chunk of that season. Uh, the following year, obviously you had a super weird year because of all of the COVID stuff. So you had that break in the middle He's able to stay healthy for, for all of that year. You win a championship. Weird, right? The following year after that, you have a super short offseason, and he has a freak play here with, with Solomon Hill um, and tweaks his ankle, sprains his ankle, high ankle sprain, tries to come back a little too early, uh, and clearly wasn't himself, and season over. And then this year, you know, he, he takes that charge, misses a chunk of the season there, and then... Here with the with this knee swelling up out of nowhere, you know it's just it's just indicating to everybody like, yeah, the aging process is real for everybody. Cyborg as LeBron might be, so I think this coming trade deadline, it used to be, all right, that twenty twenty first rounder is only to be used on guys in that upper tier of player, right? Jeremy Grant, Harrison Barnes, Gary Trent Jr. Uh, Miles Turner before he got hurt. And then if, uh, you know, the, the next tier down and buddy healed is, I think is somewhere in between the two tiers, but I'll consider him a second tier type of player. Cause he's not nearly as good as the other guys that I mentioned here, but buddy, Eric Gordon, um, you know, some, some other players along those lines there. Uh, I am now more open to using that 2027 first on players in that group as well as THT, just because, uh, like I said earlier, you're going to suck regardless at the end of LeBron's tenure. You may as well do whatever you possibly can to squeeze every bit of success out of this era um, and, and, and hope for the best. And it is still a gamble, but 
hoping the THT develops into something next year. That was what they were hoping this year. Clearly, that was also a gamble, right? And and so and and look, there's also by the way, like one thing that the Lakers are probably working around the clock to figure out here is what kind of LeBron are we going to get here for the rest of the season? Is he going to have to deal with this for the rest of the year? If so, does it make a little bit more sense to try to shut him down, give him a nice long off season where he can fully commit himself to to having one last kind of hurrah next year and and not force him and AD to try to lift this clearly flawed roster around them. And if that is the direction that they go in, and it's probably going to involve going to involve a, a different head coach next year. It's going to be kind of a reset. And again, that's not, by the way, that's that's also a gamble. It, it, it's just a different kind of gamble that features a lot more change and probably a lot more optimism because we, at that point, wouldn't know how things might go. With this, though, we know that this roster. Asking LeBron and AD to figure out this roster, which, by the way, like they aren't blameless clearly in putting it together, but trying to get LeBron and AD, the basketball players, to figure out this roster is Herculean. And if their bodies can't hold up to that, does it make much sense if LeBron is going to be, you know, in and out of the lineup because this burden is too heavy? Does it make sense to ask that of him? when at best you're probably looking at a first or maybe second round exit. Really quickly here, Frank Vogel said that Malik Monk is likely to remain in the starting lineup after the night that he had in Atlanta. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, You need that shooting. And my hope here is that Monk continues to outplay Bradley in that starting lineup. Frank can see them side by side. And if and when LeBron returns, Monk stays starting and Avery Bradley heads to the bench. Last thing here. So Jerry West uh, gave an interview to Sam Amick as part of their top 75 list uh, countdown that they have been doing. And in it just took every opportunity he could to unload the clip on the Lakers. Now, Jeannie Buss was asked as part of that uh, athletic piece to respond, she chose not to. I think it's wise on her part. Uh, but the Lakers right now are kind of, again, after you know going through the season that they've had so far, they're kind of reeling from that. And then, oh yeah, here's the logo taking shots at you at every turn. So clearly not exactly the best situation for, for this organization. All that said, I think... One thing that I would probably push back against in reading that was West painting himself like some victim who did everything he could to make that relationship work and they just keep setting him aside. I just, that's just not the case there uh, based on what I've heard. And the other thing too is like you, you don't have to look at just the Lakers situation he has been in other situations, and in those settings, even you hear whispers of, "Yeah, he's just—he's a genius. He is a savant, but he is also incredibly difficult to work with at times because he expects so much of everybody, 
and that can be grading. And, you know, he, he even will tell you that, you know, when, when teams that he runs or back when he was a player, winning was more of a relief than it was something to be celebrated. And that kind of personality can really wear on everybody around you. So, uh, look, it sucks to hear that one of the most important Lakers in the history of that franchise is on such bad terms with the team. And the whole like season ticket thing seems pretty unnecessary, in my opinion. It seems very petty. But there's also a point where you reach, a, you reach that breaking point and you say, all right, fine. You want to trash us, trash us every chance you get. You want to tell Kawhi Leonard that the Lakers are a shit show and potentially steer him away from the, from the organization. You're clearly not with us, and that sounds like the actions of somebody who is against us. So no, if you want to come watch these games, you and your wife can. And you just have to buy a ticket, uh, or let us know in advance, and maybe we will set aside a ticket for that single game. But season ticket revenue at that at that spot that you're probably sitting in, which is probably not probably not putting Jerry West in the nosebleeds. Although that would be that might be the move. Say, all right, you can have your season tickets back. Oh yeah, by the way, they're up in section seven hundred and three, uh, which is somewhere up on the roof of the new crypto.com arena. Um, that that would be funny. That kind of pettiness I would stand behind because I root for funny. But but I look it again, it sucks. It sucks to hear. It sucks to like not even just Jerry West and Lakers and that relationship, but I do really hope someday West is able to find you know more peace within himself than he has had. He's had a really difficult upbringing, clearly. Uh, and, and he seems to really torment himself. And I really hope that like on a personal level, on a human level, that this guy, you know, welcomes help and allows that help to be productive so that he can just be happier, uh, than, than he seems to be. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers lowdown. I do want to tell you guys later today, I believe after the game, Sabrina and Raj are both going to be recording their first episode of the I Actually Love Basketball podcast. Um, actually, I kind of talked to Sabrina. She should change that name. Uh, but I, she, they are going to be recording their first episode together, so you're going to want to check that out. I'm telling you guys right now. I have a I, I I would like to think I have a pretty decent ear or or some decent instincts on this front. I think they are going to be fantastic together together. They're both really funny. I, I think they are both clearly very knowledgeable. They come from different perspectives on this, which makes for fun banter back and forth. I think it's going to be a fantastic show. I cannot wait to check it out myself. I hope y'all join me in doing so. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one. <laughs>